return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. For, uh, of course, he's finished his PhD. However, tomorrow is his birthday. We won't ask your age, but uh, we thank God for your life and your ministry and that you're here at the Tabernacle, hallelujah, for, for a few more months. So uh, let's welcome Isaac Tafour as he comes tonight to uh, share the Word of God. Amen. Bless you, Isaac. Hallelujah. Amen. Shall we bow our heads for a word of prayer? We give you glory. We give you praise. We give you honor, most high God. For you are God and there is none like unto you. We bless your name for the gift of life, for the gift of strength. We thank you for we are in your presence tonight. It is our prayer that you bless us. It is our prayer that you equip us. You nourish us with your word, O God. May we live here more than victors. Oh, at the end of the day, we'll give you praise and Diana. We bless your name even in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We thank God for tonight. It's, it's a wonderful day, and I give God the glory, and it's good to be back. It's been a long time, yeah. Amen. Yeah, but God richly bless you, Pastor Dave and Mama Jeannie and Pastor Randin, for, for the work you do in Tabernacle, for the opportunities you give to us to minister the Word of God. Amen. We keep growing each and every day because we learn from the best. Amen. And, and, and I, I don't see Holy Life Tabernacle as just a church. I see it as a family, you know, Amen. Um, the love, the cordiality, yes. it's, it's amazing. Yes. And, yes. and in such an atmosphere is where God actually resides. Yes. So I believe that in this place, we are going to experience the miracles and yes. the goodness of the Lord. Amen. And, and God will bless everyone for, for your love and your smiles to us. Yeah. 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 Whilst I was away during the summer, you know, yeah. I knew my wife was, and my kids were in good hands, you know. <laughs> Some people invited them home, you know, and I, I just love that. God richly bless you all. Yes. Amen. Amen. And I also thank God that God willing tomorrow, he's adding another year to my age. And Amen. I'm very grateful for, for the gift of life. Amen. Amen. So tonight we'll listen to the word of God. And the message is titled, Stay on Possibility Lane. Stay on Possibility Lane. Amen. Amen. Yep, that is where we want to live as children of God. Amen. So we'll read Numbers chapter 13, verse 17 to 21. And when Moses sent them to explore Canaan, he said, Go up through the Negev and go into the hill country. See what the land is like and whether the people who live there are strong or weak, few or many. What kind of land do they live in? Is it good or bad? What kind of towns do they live in? Are they unwalled or fortified? How is the soil? Is it fertile or poor? Are there trees in it or not? Do your best to bring back some fruit of the some of the fruit of the land. It was a season for the first ripe grapes. 
So they went up and explored the land from the desert of Zin as far as Rehob towards Libohamat. And let's go to the, 25, the verse 25 to 33. At the end of the 40 days, they returned from exploring the land. They came back to Moses and Aaron and the whole Israelite community at Kadesh in the desert of Paran. There they reported to them and to the whole assembly and showed them the fruit of the land. They gave Moses this account. We went into the land to which you sent us, and it does flow with milk and honey. Here is its fruit. But the people who live there are powerful, and the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites live in the Negev. The Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites live in the hill country. And the, and the Canaanites live near the sea and along the Jordan. Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, We should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. Yes. But the men who had gone up with him said, We can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. They said, The land we explored divorced those living in it. All the people we saw there are of great size. We saw the Nephilim there. The descendants of Anak come from the Nephilim. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and we looked the same to them. <laughs> Amen. I believe this is a very popular and famous scripture. And tonight God just laid something on my heart to share about this story. And one thing I want us to all know, we all know that this life is a journey. We are all pilgrims in this land. When you read First Peter 2.11, the Bible says that Peter told the church that he urges them as strangers and pilgrims to abstain from fleshly lusts which war against their soul. Yeah. So we are strangers here, we are pilgrims here. And I like what Peter said in First Peter chapter 1.17. The Bible says something. He said that, And remember that the Heavenly Father to whom you pray has no favorites. He will judge or reward you according to what you do. So you must live in reverent fear of him during your time here as temporary residents. Yeah. So I like how the New Living Translation makes a call it temporary residents. So you and I are sojourners. We are temporary residents. We are pilgrims embarking on a journey. Yeah. And, and, and this is not our home. You know, when you read scriptures, the Bible talks about the fact that our citizenship is in heaven. Amen. In the book of Philippians 3.20. And he says that we are patiently awaiting our Savior. And when he comes, you know, we'll be with him. So even though you might be born in Iowa, you might be born in Chicago, you might be born in Nebraska, in Virginia, you might be born in any part of the United States, in the natural, we'll say that you are from America, right? But in the spiritual, you are not from here. In the spiritual, I am not from Ghana. In the spiritual, the one from Paris is not from France. You know, because we are in the body of Christ, we have our citizenship in heaven. So our true citizenship or our nationality is in heaven. So therefore, in spite of of culture, in spite of, you know, skin color differences, in spite of our preferences, in spite of political affiliation, in spite of all these things... One thing we should understand as children of God is that we are brothers and sisters. Amen. Because we come from the same place. Amen. Our citizenship is in, is in heaven. Yes. You know, Bible even says that we are co-heirs with Christ. Yeah. So we ought to love one another Amen. as Christ loved us. Amen. You know, and, and 
And I like something in Revelation 7-9. I think Pastor Dave normally likes talking about it. Like, you know, the church should be like a, a dress rehearsal for heaven. Yeah. When you read Revelation 7-9, Bible says that, After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude, that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, language, standing before the throne, and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes, and were holding palm branches in their hands. And that is how heaven is going to be like. Amen. No one will be called an American in, in heaven. No one will be called an African in heaven. No one will be called an European in heaven. We are all brothers and sisters. And we will stand before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, worshipping him. You know, when you read this scripture and you go down, Bible says that, and when God showed John this revelation, Bible said that he also saw 24 elders. And then one of the 24 elders asked him, he said that, who are these people in white robes? And, and, and why are they here? And then John told the elder that, you know. And then the elder wanted to explain who those people are. And he said that these are the people who have overcome persecution and tribulation. And they have washed their robes clean in the blood of the Lamb. And then when he goes down, he says that these people stand before the Lord and serve and worship Him day and night. Mm -hmm. Bible says that never again will they test. Never again will they hunger. Bible contains that the sun will not scorch them, neither will any heat scorch them. He said that they shall be led by the Lamb who sits on the throne, and He shall be their shepherd. He shall lead them to springs of living waters. And Bible says that, He said that He shall shall be their reward and wipe away every tear. And that is how it's going to be. Hallelujah. There will be no more grief, there will be no more pain, there will be no more sickness, there will be no more challenges. It is always going to be worship and praise to the Lord. And that is how, you know, our, our nation heaven is going to be. So it is my prayer that you don't miss heaven. Amen. So if you are listening to me via Facebook and you have not given your life yes. to Christ, Amen. the future is bright. The future Amen. is beautiful. We are going to be with our maker. You better join the wagon. Hallelujah. Yes. So we are, we are one. We are siblings. Yes. And, and our destination is heaven. Yes. But in the meantime, God has placed us here in, in this world, yep. on earth. Yep. You know, Someone was saying that if God wants us to be in heaven, why didn't he create us directly like the angels and put us directly in heaven so that we'll be worshipping and praising him? Why should he, you know, bring us to this fallen world to face all these atrocities, to face all these challenges, to face all these problems? He should have just placed us in heaven so we don't experience the pain that we go through. But I believe that God has a purpose for everyone. The fact that you were born in the U.S. is not by mistake. Right. The fact that somebody also comes from Ghana is not a mistake. Right. Sometimes people feel like, I should have been born to this, into this home. I should have been born to this parent. Yeah. I should have had these kind of siblings around me. Yeah. But you see, God orchestrated our life in such a way yeah. that we can fulfill His purposes for our lives. Yes. So the kind of siblings you have, it is God's plan. Yes. The parent you have is God's plan. Yep. Even the, 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 the profession you are aspiring to be in is the plan of God. And all these things God is doing in such a way that you and I can fulfill His purposes yes. for our lives yes. here on earth Amen. before we go to our final Amen. destination. Right. So, so we are here for a purpose yes. and we are, we are strangers. Yeah. But one thing is that because this world is a fallen world, we face tribulations. Yeah. We face challenges. You know, and sometimes it's, it's very, very difficult. It feels, it feels like the plan of God concerning the believer, which is peace which is good health, which is, you know, walking in joy. Sometimes, because the world 
it's, it's a broken world. It's a fallen world. Yeah. A world whose system is controlled by Satan and his principalities. Yeah. There are so many things that does not make us experience this. So many things war against us. Sicknesses war against our flesh. Sometimes it's difficult to live in that fullness of health. You know, issues happen in life that sometimes we don't even understand. The the, the world is not smooth. It is like the journey we are are embarking on as as temporary residents is a roller coaster journey. Uh In spite of all these challenges, in spite of all these things, God wants us to enjoy His blessings for our lives. So how can we, in the midst of all these challenges, in the midst of all these difficulties, in the midst of all these things that are warring against us, preventing us from living our full potential and the blessings that God has in store for us, how can we be able to enjoy these things? The only way we can enjoy these things is to adopt a posture. And that is what I call possibility lane. We have to live a certain lifestyle. That will make the plans of God, the purposes of God, possible in our lives. I'm talking about living in hope. I'm talking about living in optimism. I'm talking about having faith in God. I'm talking about trusting in the name of the Lord, irrespective of the situation. That lane is what I call the possibility lane. Anytime we are joyous, anytime we trust in the word of God, anytime we live in faith, anytime we look unto God, anytime we look at the positives of life, you know, it creates an atmosphere for us to see the blessings of God in our lives. So we ought to stay in the possibility lane. So there are so many people who are believers who are in the impossibility lane. And that is where we have grumbling. That is where we have despair. That is where people, instead of faith, are embracing fear. That is where people are not looking up to God. So for us to fully enjoy the blessings of God, for us to fully enjoy the provisions of God for us as children of God in this fallen world, in this difficult world, in this world of pain, and, and, and in this world that is so difficult, we ought to stay in the possibility lane. Amen. We ought to live our lives as people who are expectant of the blessings of God. Yeah. And, and when, we, when we walk in the possibility lane, we see the glory of God. We see the blessings of God yeah. even in our life. So our ability to succeed and fulfill our God-given purposes and enjoy all the blessings of salvation that God has given to us, we ought to stay in the possibility lane. The longer you stay in the impossibility lane, the lane of uh, grumbling, the lane of of defeat, the the, the lane of, 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 of giving up anxiety, not trusting in God, living in fear, the more your blessings tarry. And, and, and you become very frustrated. Yes. And sometimes you may even lose your faith. And you will doubt God. And you think that God has nothing better in store for you. Yeah. When you read the book of Numbers 13, for the 13, what we just read. You know, we know the story. How God promised the people of Israel that he's going to take them to a land that flows with milk and honey. And, and before they will get there, the Bible said that Moses chooses 12 people, you know, to spy the land. And their job was to explore the land and give their report. Yeah. And, and in the, the Numbers 13, the 27 to 28, the Bible said after 40 days, when they went through the, the land and, and saw everything that the land could offer, the Bible said that they came back to give their report. Yeah. Now, they started with a good report. The first thing they said in the verse 27 of Numbers chapter 13, he said that the land truly flows with milk and honey. It means that the promises of God was really true. What God said concerning that land was really true. God is not a liar. Every word he says is true. 
you can lean and trust in the word of God. You know, and they actually had evidence of that. The Bible said that they gathered grapes and they brought it and they said that this is the evidence. Now, after this great report, Bible said that now they started with a bad report. Yeah. Said that, but the people are powerful. The cities are fortified and very large. Said that we cannot attack them because they are stronger than we are. He said that there are giants in the land. Yeah. You know, we, we, we look like grasshoppers in our own sight. And even in the sight of these people, we are like grasshoppers. It is not possible for us to get this land. So, so they had two reports. The report of God. You know, God had already said that he would give them that land. They knew the good report. And then they also knew the challenges, the difficulties. But the problem is, what did they dwell on? Which report did they embrace? Which report did they accept? If you really want to walk on possibility lane, you should focus on the positives. Every day in life, you should always hold on to the positives. There may be so much negative, there may be so much bad reports that clouds the positive report. But as a child of God, hold on to the positive. Because God is able to do all things. Hallelujah. So the challenge was, which report did they believe? The good or the bad? The positive or the negative? One way to stay on the possibility lane is to always focus on the positive report. Now when you read the Numbers chapter 14, Bible talks about you know, what they actually focused on. The people of Israel were actually walking the, on the impossibility lane. They, they had given up already because of the challenges they saw over there. And Bible says that they, they wept. They wept aloud. They cried all night, you know, and, 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 and they made a protest against Moses and Aaron. And, and they were saying that why will God bring us this far to kill us? We should have remained in Egypt, yeah. you know, and, and, and they wanted to even choose new leaders yeah. who would take them back to Egypt. Yeah. And when you read down there, the Bible said that Caleb and Joshua were trying to tell them that they should trust in God. Yeah. It is possible to get the land. Yeah. But the Bible said that they wanted to stone them. Yeah. So the people of Israel focused on the negative report. Yeah. They allowed fear to cripple them. And they began to tow in the lane of the impossibility. Yeah. And, 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 and they began to grumble. They threw in the towel. And they gave up. Yeah. They failed to focus on the good report. Yeah. The land flows with milk and honey. God has said it. Amen. Yet they looked at the challenges yeah. and they doubted God. Yeah. They forgot about all the good things that God had done for them. Yeah. You know, sometimes if you really want to enjoy walking in the possibility lane where all things are possible, you should have a remembrance of the things God has done for you in the past. It gives you the confidence and trust in God that he who has done it before can do extraordinary things for you. You know, they had forgotten about the parting of the Red Sea. They had forgotten that 400 years ago, God made a covenant with Abraham. He said that, I'm going to bless you, but your people, your descendants, will go into a foreign land and they are going to become slaves. They are going to be mistreated. But after 400 years, I, the Lord God, will deliver them in power and they shall plunder the Egyptians. And it happened. It was true. That was the word of God. And, and when they were enjoying these things, you know, they enjoyed it. But when challenges started coming, they forgot about all the good things that God had done. To walk in the possibility lane, always count your blessings. 
Apart from the fact that you focus on the positive, always count your blessings. Always remember the things that God has done for you in the past. And even sometimes, believers go through these challenges. You know, there are times, you know, I told you that it's a fallen world, so it's like a roller coaster world. There are times, things may be good. There are times, challenges may hit us. But hold on to the word of God. Hold on to what God has done in the past. And trust God for greater things to do. You know, Sometimes, when, when I, I remember I was sharing a story um, on fire, in Fire Studies on Monday. I, had, I, had a, I have a friend here in Brookings. And this month, particular month, he was really expecting something big. You know, he had put in all preparations. He was really expectant. And unfortunately, it backfired. I don't want to tell the whole story. But things didn't go out as he, as it, as he planned. And he, he is a Christian, and he felt that God had disappointed him. So for some time now, I realized that he had called in. He was not really moving with us. You know, he's always away. So I called him over the weekend, and I asked him, what's happening? And he said, he's in misery. He, he, he's, he's sad. And, you know, when you look at him, he's very muscular, you know, very tough physically. But it had gotten into him, you know, and... And he was going through a lot. And he was saying that he thinks God has disappointed him. And he feels like upon all that he has, he thinks he has done for God. God didn't answer this prayer of his. And he started comparing himself to other people who he believes he's better than. And I was just trying to tell him he shouldn't think that way. We are humans. We see the small picture. You did your best. You trusted God. In God's own time, he's going to do it. But at that point in time, he was down, and I, I just told him he should trust in God. Amen. And because I know his story very well, I was just trying to draw his mind to where he came from. Yes. His background back, back in Ghana, you yeah. know, and how far God has brought him. He should just look at all these things. Amen. He should just count all these blessings Amen. and trust God that God Amen. was going to do it. Yes. And then he, he, was, he was a bit encouraged. You know, there are times people, people think... We serve a God who shows up when, th- when things are good. And then when things are bad, we don't see God showing up. Right. You know. But we serve a God of, of the hills and the valleys. Yep. Our God is always there for us. Amen. All that you need to do is to focus on the positives. Yes. Remember the good things God has done. And have faith in Him and trust in Him that He will do greater things. You know, God is still in His miracle working business. Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 13 verse 8 that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. You know, he's even doing mightier miracles in our dispensation. He's still a miracle worker. He's still healing, you know, the sick. He's still setting captives free. He's still giving hope to the hopeless. Just focus on the positive, hold on to his word. And like I said, he's the God of the hills and the valleys. You know, when, you know, hills in, in scripture symbolizes the good times. You know, when we feel like celebrating. The times when we are aware of God's presence in our lives. The time when we feel like all our prayers are being answered. Those are the good times. The valleys represent the bad times. You know, when we feel troubled. When we don't, see, we don't sense God around. When it feels like our prayers are not being answered. When, as if things are not working on our behalf. When, when the relationship is, 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 is in tatters. When our health is failing. When you keep on experiencing failure upon failure. When, when, when you feel like your prayer is not being answered, when there is grief, you know, it is this fallen world, throwing all these things at us. Yes. But 
tour in the lane of possibility. The possibility lane. You know, trust God because God still works. I was reading something yesterday in the book of 1 Kings. And I realized that indeed God is a God of the mountains and a God of the valleys. In the book of 1 Kings chapter 20, I read a very interesting story. 23 to 28. You know, it, it, it said that the servants of the king of Syria said to him, their gods, their gods are gods of the hills. Therefore, they were stronger than we. But if we fight against them in the plain, when you read that scripture, it said that in the valley, surely we will be stronger than they. So, so do this thing. Dismiss the, dismiss the kings each from his position and put captains in their places. Yeah. And you shall, you shall master an army like the army that you have lost, horse for horse and chariot for chariot. Then we will fight against them in the plain. Surely we will be stronger than they. And he listened to their voice and did so. So it was in the spring of the year that Ben-Hadad mastered the Syrians and went up to effect to fight against Israel. And the children of Israel were mastered and given provisions, and they went against them. Now the children of Israel encamped before them like two little flocks of goats. So comparing the army of the, 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 the Israelites, they were like two little flocks yeah. of goats, yeah. you know, compared to the army of the Syrians. Yeah. While the Syrians filled the countryside. Then a man of God came and spoke to the king of Israel and said, Thus says the Lord, because the Syrians have said, the Lord is God of the hills, but he is not God of the valleys. Therefore, I will deliver all this great multitude into your hand, and you shall know that I am the Lord. Hallelujah. And when you read the scriptures, the Bible said that the Israelites, who looked like you know, two little flocks of goods, subdued and destroyed the Syrian army. You know, this story was when King Ahab, you know, was attacked by um, Ben-Hadad of Syria. Of Syria. Ben-Hadad gathered 32 kings, so meaning 32 nations, to join him. And then to fight against King Ahab. Yeah. So they came to Israel and then they sent a messenger. You know, Israel was afraid because they realized they could not fight this, this vast army. So yeah. he came and he said that the king of Syria has sent me to you. And he says that he wants to take everything that is dear to you in this land. Even though Ahab was afraid, he said, no, I won't stand there as a king for you to just take the best things of the land. Yeah. And then he, the, the servant took the report back to um, King Ahab. He was just, King, King Ben-Hadad, he was just looking for an opportunity yeah. to attack Israel. Yeah. So he gathered all these 32 nations and they wanted to fight Israel. But the word of God came to the king that God would deliver them. And that fight was on the hills. And interestingly, Israel won the battle. Yeah. And the king had to flee. Mm. So what we just read was when he had fled and he sat back and he was trying to re-strategize and go back. Yeah. And his servants told him that the gods of the people of Israel, he's a god of the hills. That is why we lost that battle. Yeah. This time around, let's battle with them in the valleys. As for the valleys, we shall overcome them. And Bible said that he gathered more, you know, that is what we just read. Right. And they were like two flocks of gold before that vast army. But Bible said that God still won the battle in the Amen. valley. Tonight, the word of assurance is that God is still the God of the valley. Amen. You know, tonight you may be in the valley. Tonight your health may be a problem. Yeah. Tonight you may not have peace in your home. But I want to tell you that our God is the Prince of Peace. Amen. You know, he, 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 he brings peace. Even in your down times, he brings yeah. peace. Amen. So trust in the name of the Lord. 
no matter what you are going through, just be positive. Yes. You know, focus on the God that we serve. Stay in the possibility lane. Yes. And you shall see the glory and the blessings of God. Yes. And one other way by which we can also stay in the possibility lane is to exercise faith over fear. Yes. Is to exercise faith over fear. You know, instead of fear and worry, trust in the Lord and have faith in His word. Trust in the Lord and have faith in His word. When you read the Numbers 14, 8 to 9, you know, the people of Israel, when they were all afraid, the Bible said that Caleb and Joshua, you know, made a declaration of faith. He said that if the Lord is pleased with us, He will lead us into that land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and will give it to us. Only do not rebel against the Lord. And do not be afraid of the people of the land, because we will devour them. Their protection is gone, but the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. So their cities may be fortified. They may be bigger than us, but we serve a much bigger God. That was what the people of the, the, Caleb and, and, and Joshua wanted to tell the people of Israel. Maybe your sickness may be complicated, it may be terminal, but Jesus is still the healer. Hallelujah. You might have lost your way and all opportunities seem to be gone. God is a way maker. You know, when you read scriptures in the book of Isaiah, the Bible said that he makes a way in the wilderness and he causes waters to flow in the desert. That is the God we say. If you lack peace in your life, if you lack peace in your marriage, if you lack peace in your home, Bible says that he is the prince of peace. You know, so don't be anxious. Just, just know the God we serve. Have faith. Exercise faith in his word. Have faith in the, in, in the, in the bigness of our God. In the power of our God. You know, Bible said that we should be anxious about nothing. You know, the peace of God that transcends all understanding shall guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. That is the God we say. You might have been failed. People might have promised you and failed over and over and over and over again. And because of that, you have shut yourself down. You don't trust anybody anymore. But I want to tell you, you can trust in our God. Because Bible says that he is a promise keeper. He keeps his covenant and his promise of love to a thousand generations. That is the God we say. So, so, so Joshua and Caleb wanted the people of Israel to stay in the possibility lane. To trust in God. To have faith in God. To focus on the positive. Even if the doctor is saying that you have only 1% chance to survive and 99% chance to die. Hold on to that 1%. Because our God is able to prove himself faithful. That is the God we say. The Israelites were afraid. They believed in the negative and the bad report. But Joshua and Caleb were cruising on possibility lane because they focused on the God they said. They exercised faith. They, 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 they focused on the good report. They, they, they looked at the authenticity of the promise of the God they said. And that is what we should do. When you read the New Testament somewhere, we see in the book of Luke chapter 18, the Bible talks about the fact that there are things that are impossible with men. But with God, all things are possible. God's promise are trustworthy. God's promise are trustworthy. Tonight, it is a word of hope and encouragement that irrespective of everything the world is throwing at us, irrespective of all the challenges we might be facing, we should walk and stay on the possibility lane. We should be optimistic. We should be hopeful. We should trust in the name of the Lord. We should trust in the word of the Lord. Things may not look well. Things may not look positive. But hold on to God. God's word never fails. Never fail. And trust in the name of the Lord. Yes. And when you stay in the possibility lane, yeah. you are always going to experience the miracle of God. Amen. 
when you stay in the lane of impossibility, you are shutting God from moving in your life. You are doubting God. You are, you are, you are not holding on to his word. In your heart, you are saying that God cannot do it. And, and as, as you think in your heart, that is what you are going to experience. That is the word of God. But if you have faith over fear, and you hold God by his word, and you pray to God concerning matters, the God of all possibilities shall show up in your life and turn things around. So change your posture in life. Move from the impossibility lane and come to the possibility lane. I see the possibility lane as like someone who is traveling from, let's say, Brookings to Sioux Falls using I-29, and he's moving in the right path. You know, sometimes you may not have traffic. You can cruise along, and it's going to be like 80 plus. You'll be just going. There are times you may have a slow car moving ahead of you, and that may be a challenge. So you have to, you know, overtake that car. There are times there may be road constructions, you know, that will bring about a detour, you know. So you have to take, make a detour, but eventually you get to Sioux Falls because you are in the right lane. And somebody who is in the impossibility lane is like someone who is also going to Sioux Falls, and instead of being in that lane, is moving in that opposite lane. So he's moving in the lane that moves people from Sioux Falls to Brookings. Yep. So you are moving counter traffic. You will not even get to the Sioux River. You will crash. So be in the possibility lane. Amen. There may be challenges, but once you are there, God will move. Amen. Once you are there, you definitely get to your destination. Yep. Because in the possibility lane, there is miracles. Yes. So let's hold on to the word of God. Yes. This is just a word of encouragement to Amen. us that God is able to do all things. Stick to the positive. Focus on the positives. Just don't lean on the bad report. You know, focus on God who has done it in the past for you. And trust him to do greater things even in your life. You know, and just exercise faith over fear. Because he has not given us the spirit of fear. But he has given us the spirit of power, of love, and of sound mind. And when we walk in that lane, miracles are a possibility in our lives. Tonight, may the Lord bless us. Tonight, may the Lord visit us in our situations. Tonight, it doesn't matter where you are, but I believe that God's word comes to fulfill a purpose. And I believe that as you have a change of mind, and even as your heart is inclined to God, he's redirecting you back to that path. And he's going to cause you to experience a miracle when you did not even expect it. May the Lord bless his word, even in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us all. Amen. If anyone needs prayer. Amen. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.